Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, what's next for the Bank of England after it failed to buy all of the government bonds it wanted at a reverse auction? This is the first shortfall since the Bank of England started its quantitative easing program in 2009. Investors, they are not willing to part with their holdings of longer dated bonds. We've got details. Right now we've got more details from Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom. All right. Thank you very much, Pim Fox. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, they are all declining right now. S&P 500 index falling the most in more than a week. It is down nine points to 2172, pulling back from that record down four-tenths of one percent. Energy producers are tumbling along with the price of crude oil. West Texas Intermediate Crude down a dollar one a barrel, 41.75 right now. That is a drop of 2.4%. Bank shares sinking on speculation interest rates will not rise this year. Yelp gaining the most in three months after better-than-estimated quarterly profit and revenue spurred analysts to raise their recommendations on the user review site, citing strong local advertising and partnership deals. Yelp surging now by 13.1%. The Walt Disney Company is paying a billion dollars for a one-third stake in BAM Tech. That's a technology and streaming business formed by Major League Baseball, and it will launch a new web-based ESPN service this year. Paul Sweeney is director of North American Research at Bloomberg Intelligence. I think this is a you know a big bet on, on tech technology, as Bob Iger, Bob Iger suggested. This is a technology that they believe can bring their content over the top, make them competitive in the marketplace where they really haven't had an offering yet. We've seen HBO go over the top. We've seen CBS go over the top uh, going direct to consumers, but we haven't seen necessarily anything out of uh, the Walt Disney Company, particularly with ESPN. But I think this is the first step to kind of move them down that road. And Disney shares are up 1.4%. Ralph Lauren surging today after an earnings beat. The 49-year-old brand known for preppy fashion and premium prices reported first quarter profit that exceeded analyst estimates. Ralph Lauren up 9.3%. S&P down 9 to 21.72, a drop there of four-tenths of 1%. It is 2.32 on Wall Street now. Let's look at other news from around the world. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey in Asensio. Delta Airlines says it hopes to return its operations to normal by tomorrow. CEO Ed Bastian issued a video statement promising customers they can rely on the carrier in the future. I'm sorry we let you down. We'll do everything that we can to make certain this does not happen again. Delta has canceled another 255 flights today, and it's still working to find seats for stranded customers. The federal government and Baltimore police say they will negotiate reforms after today's release of a Justice Department report. It criticizes officers for using excessive force and routinely discriminating against blacks. The city's police commissioner says he and other officers are upset by the findings. There are officers right now that are just as offended as we are to see the details that are laid out in this report. Why? Because they wear this uniform proudly and they serve the citizens of Baltimore honorably each and every day. In Venezuela, the National Election Council has derailed opposition hopes of holding a recall referendum on President Nicolas Maduro this year. The council set a new date for Maduro's opponents to collect signatures. Then there would be a 90-day verification period that would push a referendum into the coming year. 
And a jury is deliberating the fate of a Yale-educated investment banker who insists he never told his father to trade securities based on the insider information he shared. The Manhattan federal court jury began deliberations yesterday in the case against Sean Stewart. In an afternoon note, jurors asked for a definition of insider trading. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Ramey Innocencio. This is Bloomberg. Charlie. And we thank you. And again, recapping, uh, stocks are trading lower. S&P 500 index down 9 to 21.72, a drop there of four-tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Bloomberg taking stock, the Fed in focus. There's certainly a lot of discussion about whether or not the Fed is going to try to hike rates again this year. We think the Fed by December will be ready to do another hike. That sounds like a big difference from the markets, but it's not that big a difference. I think at this point the Fed is going to remain on the sidelines through 2016 and most likely the better part of 2017. I think they have a huge communication problem with the public about what's driving their policy decisions. They basically have no strategy. The Fed in Focus on Bloomberg Radio. The Fed in Focus, central banks in focus. What happens if you throw a party and nobody comes? Well, Chris Whalen, Senior Managing Director, Kroll Bond Rating Agency, is here to tell us more. Chris Whalen, that party that the Bank of England was inviting all of those bondholders to, it seems as though not all of them were willing to relinquish their bonds to the central bank. What do you make of this? Definitely not. There's a shortage of uh, yield out there, Pim. There's a shortage of cash flow. That's what we're fighting about here. So, and no, they they didn't want to sell the bonds. So, you know, to me, that's not a big deal. The the bigger issue is why are we doing this in the first place? Well, that's you what know? I was going to get to. Is that you know, <laughs> whenever you you know you throw a party or whenever you look to buy something, you do a lot of work to figure out whether there are ready sellers. Did they yes. not? really canvass the market? Do they not recognize that people are yield-starved? They're yield-starved, Pim, and also I think the bigger issue that no one wants to focus on is that the dealer community in government securities and agency securities has been decimated. Uh, J.P. Morgan's going to stop clearing treasuries at the end of the year. And the street has just said, no, we can't continue to lose money to tight spreads, no carry on the book, right, because rates are zero. So, you know, the street has had to essentially get out of that business. There's literally a handful of dealers now who will handle this business. So, in a way, there's a liquidity issue, too, because no, and nobody facing the Fed has any inventory. Nobody facing the Bank of England has any inventory. So, of course, they can't fill the auction. You, you see what I'm saying? But, it, hey, well, I want, what I want you to issue. do, just hang on, Chris, because I want you to just explain, and perhaps in a little more detail or maybe even give an example for those that are not familiar with the way that government bonds are traded and the role of the central banks. You, you talked for just a, a second there about uh, the bond clearing operations and how J.P. Morgan was getting out of the Treasury bond clearing operation. Tell us about that. How does that work, the process? Well, it's it's a back office sort of process. You're confirming orders. You're you know sending a variety of different electronic communications. You're a trusted third party essentially. You're the clearing agent for both sides, in many cases. So it's a very you know important function. But the more interesting issue is that in the front of J.P. Morgan, the dealer doesn't keep a lot of inventory. They don't trade their own book anymore. They can't since the whale, remember, the Volcker rule and all of this? So there's there's no inventory for the central banks to take because they have to go to the dealers. They're not going to go directly to PIMCO and these other owners 
of paper and say, hey, sell me the paper. They could, I suppose. They typically deal with the dealer, so that's traditionally how they buy paper. So they do an auction, and the dealers didn't fill in this case. That's you know they didn't they didn't respond uh, to fill the order. And I think to me, I worry about the liquidity aspect. I was just at a mortgage conference last two days. I'm worried about the market for Ginny Mays, for God's sake. You know that's that's a problem. And Ginny Mays, and that G in Ginny May means government, means government. guaranteed. Yep. And there's no liquidity. There's no liquidity in the in the back of that market for for mortgage servicing rights. And it's a real issue because that whole market's now non-banks. All the banks are getting out. There's no liquidity. There's no balance sheet in that market anymore. So, again, you know, all of these regulations and the QE and the low rates and the, the asset purchases, I think, have combined to actually constrict liquidity, Tim. And that, to me, is, is very worrisome. We've written about this a lot. If you go, we did a piece on mortgage servicing rights last week. Is this a case of unintended consequences? Yeah, and I think also just overreaction. This is what we do in democracies. You know, Glass-Steagall was very harsh. It was passed in the dead of night with no debate. Um, and I think similarly, the reaction after 2008 was quite harsh. Um, but I wonder if we're not I, – I guess I would like to see people get together in a room in Washington and say, okay, what do we want? <laughs> and then work together to make sure that the different things that they do – you know, for example, the Consumer uh, Protection Agency that was created after Dodd-Frank's been very harsh. Uh, they've trebled the cost of servicing a mortgage loan. Uh, and a lot of firms are going to get out of that business, Tim. I mean, I'm telling you, the head of uh, Ginny Mae, Ted Tozer, is a very dear friend, a wonderful colleague. He's been there for seven years. He knows what he's doing. And he's going to leave soon. And he's leaving the market with less liquidity and with a lot of global investors who own Ginny Mae paper all over the world, central banks, who are worried about the quality of that market going forward. Because they can't get a bid. If they want to sell even a reasonable size block of Ginny Mays, it's hard to get a bid today. And that's a result of regulation. Give you 10 seconds. What's the worst-case scenario? The worst-case scenario is we keep doing what we're doing and expecting a different outcome, as Einstein said, right? Um, I think we need to stop QE, let rates go up in the U.S. We can we can take the lead on this. Thanks very much. Chris Whalen is the Senior Managing Director for Kroll Bond Rating Agency, giving us his views of quantitative easing and the lack of liquidity in the government bond market. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. The Fed in Focus is brought to you by Willoughby's since 1898. New York City's boutique camera store for precision-crafted Hasselblad and Leica cameras, plus a full selection of GoPro action-adventure cameras. Willoughby's, corner of 5th Avenue and 31st Street.